I'm Luka Doncic and this is Locked On Mavericks Podcast. This is gonna be huge. 360 in the contract. Never that. I just take the contact. I bring it back. I'm running on the fast break behind the back. Yeah, this that, this that, this that. Jerk with the And welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Engstead, and joining me, as always, my co-host, contributor at Mavs.com, the live lord, the one more thinking. What you got for me, Isaac Harris? As every Friday's pod uh, consists of it being on Hot Mic. So right now we are live on Hot Mic. We go live every Thursday night. We do a game pod or a Q&A pod. Tonight's a Q&A pod. So I say tonight because it is Thursday night. But um, yeah, I just want to plug one more time. I know I plugged it uh, over the past week, but I'm doing a book study right now through my Instagram. And uh, if you guys want to jump on board with that, it's it's a book study. But really, if you just want to listen to the uh, listen to the podcast or listen to the audio version of it, I dropped my own podcast. It's called the 1025 uh, with Isaac Harris, 1025 podcast with Isaac Harris. So it's kind of a way for me to blend both my sports stuff and my church stuff into one. But I'm having guests on over the next eight weeks. And um, yeah, I have different people coming on and uh, I think it'll be beneficial for every one of us, including myself. Absolutely. I checked in on a little bit of it today. It was a really good conversation with somebody that is not oh, another white guy like me. So it'll be a, a real you know, good conversation, people that have actual experience. And so you'll get all that. Um, it's really good stuff. So check on his Instagram as well as that Twitter uh, and podcast. So, all right. Like Isaac said, we are doing a mailbag today on the show. So right now we're live on the Hot Mic app. If you want to join us on Hot Mic, we do it every Thursday. Uh, we'll do it every Thursday until the NBA returns, and then we'll probably still even do live in some capacity at least once a week when once the NBA returns. And so check out the Hot Mic app, download it, and then use the promo code Nick Van Exit, and then follow the Nick Van Exit channel, and then you'll be able to catch us uh, live on Hot Mic. So right now we're live. We've got a whole bunch of questions and, and people sending in questions, so let's get into them. The first one, Isaac, and you can you can chime in on this because you have some experience in this area. Maxi says, Nick, top five Disney rides. And I'm just going to go off Disney World because I haven't been to Disneyland since I was 12. Top five Disney World rides. Number one, the new Star Wars Rise of the Resistance ride. It's incredible. One of the greatest rides I've ever been on. My wife can agree. Avery, isn't that the best ride? Yes. (laughs) It's the best ride that there is. That's the greatest one. Probably second one is Flight of Passage from Animal Kingdom. That's a great one. Uh, they're both kind of like flight of passage is more like a virtual reality, but you're also mixed in with some reality as well. Uh, n- another top, what name some more rides tower of the, terror is a really tower. Of terror is a great one that that's in the top five. The teacups. <laughs> I just said the teacups <laughs> splash mountain, space mountain. I think space mountain has to be in the top five. Um, Everest. Up, there you go. That's my list. Expedition Everest. That one's in Animal Kingdom as well. So two Animal Kingdom rides. That's Expedition Everest, Flight of Passage, Rise of the Resistance, uh, Tower of Terror, mm. and what was that last one you said? Space Mountain. There you go. Boom. Those are the those are the rides. You can, you can maybe convince me on Splash Mountain. That's I was gonna what, say I gotta throw Splash Mountain in there. Uh, I actually enjoy the Pirates of the Caribbean ride. Um, I like the Peter Pan ride, whatever that's called. 
I think I think that's a fun yeah, little yeah, ride. It's just a Peter Pan ride. You're you're flying above everything. Um my wife really loves the the Little Mermaid uh boat ride, I guess. I guess oh, it's yeah. a ride. Um yeah, those are some of my favorite. I like the uh the one uh what's what is it where you are like it's it could be Space Mountain. I guess it's Space Mountain. To where you're going around and you're like have the little lasers and you're shooting out of your car. That's the Buzz Lightyear ride where you have that the, one. the lasers. Yeah, that's a good that's a good one too. Yeah, I like that one. That's a good one. That one's better than the one in uh Hollywood Studios where you have to pull the little lever all the time. The See, laser I don't one. think I know that one. So there you go. That's some Disney rides. My wife is is over in the corner chiming in on all. <laughs> she heard Disney and she <laughs> she turned around. There you go. That's that's my top five. Um, Isaac, favorite hat. This is from Maxie as well. Wow, uh, that fluctuates. Uh, yeah, I have a lot of black hats, a few white hats, and then I just have rent. I don't know. I mean, probably what probably my Nike Dallas black and white hat. That's probably my favorite. There you go. Um. Who would be the ideal third star for the Mavs? This is from King Robertson. Tim Hardaway Jr. Um, <laughs> he is the Michael no, Finley. No, I just I I don't know. I mean I mean I don't want to put like a specific name on it. I just want to say a wing or you know somebody else that can take the playmaking off of Luke a little bit. I I mean Brad Beal's name gets thrown out there a lot, but somebody like Brad Beal, a younger Jimmy Butler type of player um somebody can play defense but also yeah take the pressure off luca playmaking too yeah names that we've mentioned before bradley beal's name has come up drew holiday i think is the one that we've mentioned i think a ton because yeah. he would just fit in extremely well uh, clay Gian- thompson i mean you can go yeah clay thompson you could go with Giannis. i mean that that one would work <laughs> right like see well, i wouldn't even say Giannis is the perfect fit i would just say Giannis is so good that you just make the fit work but but, but, I say if but it, would, like, it would still be a great fit, though, because you could have Luca, yeah. you know, off the ball a little bit. You could, you know, you always have one of Luca or Giannis on the floor. Imagine Giannis doing pick and pops with Porzingis. Yeah, Giannis. That's that's KP your second unit right there when Luca's out. Pretty crazy. Or Luca's or Luca's running your second unit, just Luca and five shooters with like Maxi and yeah. Man, there's. I mean, it's it's perfect. Like Carlisle would make that work for sure. So th- there's there's so many different possibilities. It's it's almost harder to find a star that doesn't fit with Luca and Porzingis, right? Like Harden, you know, like that's that's too much. Westbrook, that's too much. Uh, yeah, you know, it, it's hard, they, they, it's harder in well, that way. Well, yeah, they they just fit with everyone because they're a light bulb just went out in my room. Um, <laughs> because they both can shoot, they don't really have. I mean, besides. You're looking at like Luca and his maybe lack of defense, maybe putting somebody out there that yeah. can't play, you know, another target for somebody on defensive end. But they can both shoot. It's not like it's a Rondo, or it's not like it's a a, a big who can't shoot out there. It's not like he's Whiteside or something like that. So that's what the the flexibility that having two of your stars have that much flexibility. That's what I was going for. Is huge for them building going forward. Eddie asked a good question. He said, what's your opinion on the media taking shots at Kyrie? Uh, I think that this is a good question. I think that, um, you know, someone mentioned to us, I think after our podcast on Monday, I think it was Monday is when we really got into this conversation. We did a whole podcast on Kyrie and Avery Bradley and Dwight Dwight Howard and their uh, argument that the NBA shouldn't continue the season because of the Black Lives Matter movement and that they didn't want to distract from that. And we talked all about that on Monday. 
But the shots that are being taken at Kyrie, what has he done besides, you know, the the flat earth thing? He's maybe not been that great of a teammate. His team seemed to be better when he leaves. But other than that, and, and he's, you know, talked like, you know, he's, he's his third eye is open. I mean, he, I don't know if he's done anything to, you know, not have us listen to his opinion, especially since he's the vice president of the Players Association, right? Like the jokes are funny, right? Yeah. Like the flat earth jokes are funny and things like that. But for us to not listen to his opinion or to discredit him just because of some of those weird things, like I couldn't think of anything that he had done specifically to, um, you know, make his opinion invalid, right? Which is, is actually really hard to, right? Uh, everyone, I think, should have an opinion. Yeah, uh, somebody reached out to, uh, to me about that pod that we did and was just uh, not really disagreeing you that this reminded me i needed to write him back i forgot to even write him back so i'm going to write you back you know who you are yeah if you're listening and, uh, <laughs> if you're listening uh loyal listener but anyway they mentioned they said hey no we think you know they thought think it is you know okay to question Kyrie right now like you should question Kyrie because of the crazy stuff that he said in the past and my response to that and i'll put that in writing to this into this person but it's not like he was going for a job interview. Like I would understand the like track record stuff or like, hey, your reputation going into like, a, and it's like all these decisions. And cause this is what we tell like our youth and stuff today. I'm like, hey, look at the decisions you make in high school. Some of these decisions you make in high school can impact you for the rest of your life. But Kyrie isn't going for a job interview. He's already got the job. <laughs> and he's like, he's, he's talking about an issue that is so much like, I don't think Anything he said before about flat earth or anything should not discredit him and how he's talking about the movement that's going on and or should discredit his opinion on leading the players. He is the vice president of the PA, like you said. So it's like I don't like I almost kind of separate that and I take everything that he said in the past about flat earth and all the stuff that we like to make jokes about. Like that stuff doesn't matter when it comes to this because he's it, yeah. So that but that's my opinion though and. How I feel about the media taking shots, I don't like it at all. I, yeah. I made that very clear on Monday. I, I don't like them taking shots at him in this situation. Especially Kendrick Perkins. Get out of here. I mean, just, just get out <laughs> of here. I'm not even going to waste breath. Just get all the way out of here. No. All right, coming up, let's get into some more questions. A whole bunch of questions coming in on Hot Mic. We're live. Coming up. <laughs> all right, Isaac. Let's get into some more of these questions. Um Luis Pedro says, best wing defender for the team. So I'm guessing for the Mavericks, and I'm guessing um, best wing defender for the team. I'm guessing he means who's the best wing defender the Mavs could get out there, like if you had to pick one, uh, or who the best wing defender is on the Mavericks. For the Mavericks, it's Dorian Finney-Smith. That's He's the best wing yeah. defender on the Mavericks already. The best wing defender that's out there, I mean, Kawhi Leonard's going to be available in a couple years, right? Uh-huh. After this year, then one more year, and then he's available in 2021. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's a hard question. If it's like best one that's out there, but definitely on the team, it's Dorian. Um, yeah, I mean, out there, that would just I would have to look up the free agent class over the next year or so and try to find a, a wing and stuff. That I mean, Tim Hardaway hasn't been bad for the team. I, I, I do want to point that out. It's not like he's just a black hole on defense, but it's a uh, there's a difference between solid and like all all defense, yeah, right? To take you to sure. that next level. Uh, Mex Magic says, "Do you think KP will return to full unicorn mode?" I think this is a great question because the situation Porzingis is in is he came off a, a, an injury a couple years ago, almost at this point, and 
he was just back into full unicorn mode right before all this stopped. And so he is either going to have rust because of that, or he's going to have more rest and be, and be even better than when he, you know, the, the season stopped because he was able to get more rest and able to get, you know, some more time with that knee. I think it's too hard to call. And I think it's a personal, you know, it's, it's how your body responds to certain things. I think it's how his body is going to respond to this time off, how his body is going to respond to uh, all of a sudden ramping back up into this. Uh, he seemed to do, here's one thing I will point out. There's, there's a stigma about Porzingis that he was always better in the first half of the season. And then he would break down in the second half. And that this, you know, ramping up was something that he was really good at. He was an all-star that one season because of the first half of his season. The second half, he got hurt, but he wasn't, you know, he wasn't as good even after the all-star break. And I wonder if there's something to that as far as he's, you know, really good coming out of the, you know, coming out of the, uh, the, the starting blocks, if that makes any sense. Yeah, I don't. I think it's an impossible question to ask. It, I took the question as: Will he get back to the level that he was at before quarantine happened? Will he get to that level in Disney? And I just think that's impossible to say for any player because I yeah. think if you ask that question about Jokic going after the season shut down, and say, "Hey, what will Jokic look like in the fall?" I could totally hear the argument that he would gain thirty pounds, and I could hear the <laughs> argument of, "Oh, he he could go in quarantine and lose thirty and be like crazy in shape come Disney." So it's like I could I think we're gonna see drastic differences, not just physical stuff. But from different players in Disney to where we're going to see players like be perform better. But I, I think we could also see players or other stars drop down a notch, too, because we don't we just don't know what people's been doing in quarantine. And you can say that about literally any player. We've never seen yeah. this happen. We've never seen everyone stop for you know two or three four months and then all of a sudden ramp back into a playoff scenario in you know two weeks i mean that's never really yeah. happened before so who knows how everyone's going to respond uh, andre says what do you guys think about a starting lineup of luca tim hardaway jr dorian finney smith porzingis and willie collie stein i think i can speak for both no. me and isaac we're out on uh willie collie stein as a starter we're in on porzingis as the five so any kind of starting lineup that doesn't include Porzingis as the five, unless it's a specific lineup that they're going against with Embiid or you know somebody like that. I think there's only a couple big men. It's Embiid, it's Jokic. There's only a couple big men you would want somebody in there, and I don't think it would be Willie Cauley-Stein anyway. And the fact that Willie defensively, like the de- why you would maybe move KP to the four, which they've already kind of transitioned him to the five right now. Whoa, my kid. Uh, and they've already kind of transitioned to that. We thought we'd see that come to playoffs, but they already did that once Powell went down. And I feel like the the reason why you would put KP back at the four is if you're going against somebody that you need a bigger body in there, and Willie doesn't really give you a bigger body than KP, so I could understand like a Bobon or even like a Maxi in there against a bigger guy uh, in the middle if you didn't want Porzingis to bang down low with him. So I just don't see really any scenario in which Willie and KP starting together. Yeah, I don't, I don't see that happening. Uh, Willie Collie Stein, 240. I'm looking up weights. <laughs> hmm. He's 240? 240. Porzingis, bigger or smaller? According to Google. So I think they take this from ESPN hmm. or Basketball Reference. Bigger or Wikipedia, bigger or smaller, do you think, according to Google? Porzingis is bigger. 240 exactly. That's the exact same wow. weight. Wow. Exact same weight, 240. Uh, huh. I, oh, I bet Porzingis is bigger now since he swelled up last summer. Uh, yeah. 
I guess. So, um, all right. Um, Tony says the NBA Players Association said they don't expect fans for next season either. What do y'all think? I don't expect fans for next season either. I mean, um, until a vaccine comes, I don't think we're going to have fans. Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, once again, I, I don't want to feel like we're just like copping out on all these questions here. Like, oh, I don't know. No. Like, <laughs> yeah. Well, well I was, I'm going to kind of ride the line. We just don't know. And things can happen so quick. And but but by the when you look at the timelines of how vaccines and stuff work, I, I agree with Nick. I don't think we're going to see fully packed NBA arenas. I can't speak for SEC football, uh, but I can't I can't see fully packed NBA arenas until there's a vaccine or something. So, yeah. do they figure out a way to do limited capacity and all the temperature check stuff and all? I don't know. Possibly, maybe. I don't know what what that would even look like. But uh, I'm not going to rule that out for next year. But yeah, I don't I don't foresee it. Billy asked, Nick, did you make your own lightsaber? No, I didn't do that thing at Disney where you can make your own lightsaber, but I did buy a legacy lightsaber. It's Luke Skywalker's lightsaber. It was always my favorite one, and so I bought this one. It's the best. It's my favorite one. That's always my favorite lightsaber, even as a kid. Um, Christian also said, Nick changed the setup. Yep, got, got some shelves, put my stuff up. He's fancy. It's great. Listener actually sent me this Dirk retirement shirt which is great displayed right there. If you were, if you guys were on hot mic right now, listen on the podcast, you'd be able to see it. Um, Sater says, can we have both of you draw a Mavs Jersey? Like if you would like it, if you were designing it, you have any interest in designing a Mavs Jersey? I mean, just look at the latest city edition Jersey. I think that would be the perfect one. <laughs> Wait, the ones that they just did <laughs> get your spray hot paint. I can see my face. Get your, get your uh, spray no. paint out. <laughs> I I, no, I, I'm not. I'm not interested in that. I suck at that. And with any, for me, for any logo jersey or anything, um, the more simple, the better. I like simplicity when it comes to logos, brands, and all of that. And so, yeah, I'm kind of boring when it comes to that stuff. Uh, thank you to GM2004. We appreciate you. He said he, you're keeping me up at 3 a.m. So have some money. He tipped us, which <laughs> I appreciate. Everything in the tip, by the way, on Hot Mike, everything in the tip goes to putting a Dirk Nowitzki jersey right right between these shelves right here. Boom, Dirk. <laughs> right there. That's all the tip money goes towards. Uh, Jeff wants to know, what would the logistics of a 100% player-run league like Kyrie proposed look like? Now, there's been conflicting reports whether Kyrie proposed doing a doing you know a separate league with the players on that conference call. But what would it look like? Let's just imagine it. So let's imagine they break off. Kyrie is the best player in that group, right? <laughs> I mean, if, if he's the one that does it, I mean, he's the MVP. Uh, so we'd have an interesting kind of ABA, but an, an ABA, but an AFL kind of, but player run as well. So that would be fascinating would, to watch. All they player would still coaches. Have to have a leader, and, though. I mean, they would, you'd have to have a leader at some point to run the league. And Yeah. Well, you can not, find a logistics person, right? Kyrie was able to make movies. Yeah, so I Get I don't even know what that would look like. I don't think it's going to happen, but um, it just you would have to. I think Ryan Rosillo talked about this on his podcast a few days ago, and he was just he was hit, hitting it from an honest perspective of saying just players. You would have to get players 
to give up short-term future with the hope of long-term future to like give up guaranteed money in the NBA to like, hey, let's start our own thing. And I just don't know if players are going to walk away, especially good players, they're going to walk away from guaranteed big-time contracts that the NBA is still handing out. Yeah, the, yeah. The, all the, the logistics of all that is so hard. I mean, look at the big three. The big three is doing something unique. It's doing something using oh, players that, that people know, and it's still having a hard time you know, getting on track. Um, you know, they've, they've made pretty good inroads and they have a pretty good product, but it's hard to make it, you know, it's hard to, to break in. I mean, it's such a competitive market right now because you're not just, you're not just competing against other leagues. You're competing against all entertainment. You're competing. I mean, the NBA is competing for eyes right now to watch their games. And so to start another league right now, when the actual, the only real product that another league could create is basketball and they'd have to figure out a way to, to monetize all these other things when the NBA is, is, is already has the product and they would have to find that now they're trying to find all those other ways right so yeah uh, it, it's just it's so much stuff all right coming up more questions bunch of good stuff uh, a couple questions about 2011 questions about the Mavs contract window all that kind of stuff we'll talk about that coming up all right Isaac let's get into some more of these questions a bunch of really good ones right here Billy says would you give up the 2011 championship to add prime Dirk to this current Mavericks team no Nothing. No. I, I don't think there's anything you'd give up because we no. we make fun of other franchises so much that have these really like dumb best moments in franchise history. They just went through yeah. it on the Lockdown Podcast Network. We went through a bunch of you know best moments in franchise history, and I was thinking about some of the teams. Like, what's Minnesota's? What's Atlanta's? What's you know some of these teams that haven't won a title? What's the, Memphis? What's some of their best moments in franchise history? The Hornets. I mean, it's it's grim, man. It's grim. And if the best moment for the Mavs without 2011 would have been 06, like getting to 06, getting to the finals yeah. then, that's probably the best moment, right? What if Derek can, didn't get hurt in 03? You know, that that would be even – that would have a, a brighter light, you know. So I wouldn't trade anything for 2011. Like no. that is everything to for the Mavs. Yeah. But to see Dirk on this team, I mean, you're, you're I mean, that's two titles right there. Prime Dirk with with Prime Luca or, or pre Prime Luca. We, we hope two titles. We hope. I, I'm I mean, just, I wanna, I'm, I'm calling it. I, I would call that shot that that team. I would, would take win. the guaranteed title in 2011 and every bit of that run over the chance at the title now. Maybe you just learned a little bit about our personalities right there. <laughs> also, GM 2004. Thank you again. He said. He said. Now I need to see the Dirk jersey ASAP. So there you go. What are we at? Look, we're up to seven dollars. So there you go. I'm, I'm on my way to get seven a Dirk jersey. Euros. On my Dirk. On my way. Uh, Christian said, "Should the Mavs add someone during the upcoming transaction window?" Um, this will be interesting. We, we we have to take a, a longer look into the players that are actually available. I don't think the Mavericks – I mean, the Mavericks will add two more players, right? Yeah, I think so. I mean, I think every team is going to do uh, be the make the smart move here and take the max amount of people as possible because you just don't know what's going to happen. And I think a, a very important date that's coming up, I think it's June 23rd. Today's the 18th. It could be June 24th. Um, that's when they like everybody has to know who all's going. So I think we could very well see. I think I saw uh, Kelly Oubre the other day is electing to have a surgery and he won't be going to Orlando. It's like I think we're going to see more names trickle out. Not just will it be kind of hidden behind an injury? You know, will it be, oh, this player's not going to go because they. It's like have, the final couple of weeks of the regular, regular season. 
Yeah, no, for real. And it's like, so I wonder, I wonder how many players it will come out and be like, hey, they're just not going, they're skipping it. Um, so that will be curious because that's going to tell. I mean, let's just say, let's just say the Lakers, Avery Bradley and Dwight Dwight Howard says, hey, we're not going, we're skipping it because their names have been, you know, linked to, you know, well, not linked, but they've been a prominent voice in uh, with Kyrie and the whole like, hey, should we skip the season to better help the movement right now and so but that's two roster spots for the lakers so the roster i mean lakers are gonna have to go out and bring two more people right so i i we don't we just don't know where rosters stand until that date passes and then we'll look at it from there but yes i do think that the mavericks will add at least one or two people uh to the end of their bench uh marco says bring back the accountant i know there's a question in this feed that i haven't got to yet that's should they bring back ryan brokoff uh sure i mean he's he, he does have a newborn baby though so i don't know if he wants to leave but he probably wants a job so i'm all for bringing brokoff back yeah i do i wonder how that would work for him i think he's still in dallas i think so um but sure yeah i mean if he's willing to come back and they they need to fill a roster spot and he knows the system and everything bring him back yeah absolutely um oh christian says are you guys getting the xbox series x or the ps5 when it releases Xbox, yeah, I'll get the Xbox probably. You'll get the new one. Yeah, I'm guys. I'm still rocking the very first Xbox One. I haven't upgraded at all, and uh, most of my buddies have already upgraded for the past. Like some, so one of my buddies upgraded twice, and uh, so I probably will get the new one come this fall or Christmas time, maybe. Yeah, I I think I'm good. I got the Xbox One S, I think, and so I'm good for I'm good for a little while on the Xbox side. let me know when they get a new Nintendo system. That's that's the, that's the one I'll get. But I think I'm good for a little while on that. This pod is brought to you by Animal Crossing. <laughs> My island is uh, is looking real good. My island's looking great right now. I love that it's game. Crazy. I didn't realize I would like this game so much. It's so dumb. <laughs> King Robertson says Dexter or Breaking Bad. I've actually seen neither of those shows. Um, uh, I've seen neither. I've watched bits and pieces of Dexter, so I'll so say neither. Dexter. But neither of us could pick. But I heard. I mean, I hear great things about Breaking Bad, though. Heard great things about all of it. Wolfgang says, with everything that's happening, do we still think Tim Hardaway Jr. opts in? And also, our favorite question. Hmm. Uh oh. Here we go. What happened to the trade exception? Remember when every Wait, remember when every going back to last off season? Remember when every day we got asked no about the trade way. <laughs> Oh my gosh. That was so, our life and now it's when is the NBA going to come back? Um gosh. Will he I mean I th- I just think he opts in. So, yeah. I think he probably opts in as well. I think he opts in unless Dallas is sitting there saying, "Doing a long term, hey, we'll do a long term extension," and it's like somewhere close to that number. To where you know, I don't think he he would do a long term ex- extension at like twelve a year. But if Dallas comes at him and says, "Hey, we'll give you an extension for sixteen or seventeen million over the next three or four years," I can see him doing that because this is, I think, this is the best time of his career, and he's fit so well here that I don't think he would want to leave unless unless he thinks he's going to get another four-year $71 million offer from a, a New York Knicks team or something. So It'll be interesting to see the, the contrast between what Harrison Barnes got with the Kings and what 
Tim Hardaway Jr. is going to get with the Mavs and see what the difference is. I think Harrison Barnes will still be higher, I think, but it'll be interesting yeah. to see the difference because that's basically the decision that the Mavericks made. And that's crazy because I think Harrison Barnes is a better player than Tim Hardaway Jr., but Tim Hardaway Jr. is the better fit than Harrison Barnes is. So it's going to, that it's kind of, that goes into like, fits and how much it matters in the league gm 2004 tipped again he really wants this dirt jersey and he said and by the way if you if you tip with your question it's going to the top of the queue i don't care what i don't care what the question oh is. yeah for sure <laughs> he says is dirk better than hakeem that's a this is a tough question because here's the thing we always say dirk is the goat so i always wonder what's us, what's, yeah. what's dirk the goat up he's the he's the goat maverick right that's yeah. that's gonna stand for a long time until luca can win some titles he, we talk about him being the GOAT European player. That's probably true, right? Drazen Petrovic maybe has you know, some stake in that, but he his NBA career got cut short. But Dirk is the, the GOAT European player. Is he the GOAT international player? Because then it becomes him or Hakeem. No, he's not. Hakeem's better. Yeah. Hakeem had... I'm, so, I'm sorry, guys. I just got to be realistic What Hakeem about had this. is the whole defensive angle. Like, Hakeem was yeah. a monster defensively. Like, imagine Dirk's... Like, I don't want to say that. Imagine Rudy Gobert's defensive game with like the offensive game of Joel Embiid, right? Yeah. Um, or better, th- I mean, better than both of those two at both those things, <laughs> right? I mean, Hakeem was incredible. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, I yeah. Y'all know I love Dirk to death, but a better overall player, Hakeem Olajuwon. Yeah, yeah. I, think I mean, I, I personally there. would take Olajuwon over Shaq, so that's – that's that's just me though. There you go. That's a hot take, but he that's what he would do. Uh, <laughs> the, the trade exception. Uh, shout out to everyone that, that's listening in. Uh, you know, you're in Europe right now. It's like 3 a.m. over there for them. We we appreciate you guys holding us down. Uh, there you go. Okay. Um, all right. On the podcast, we appreciate you guys listening all week. Thanks for checking in on us. We'll be back next week on Hot Mike. Everyone stick around. And if you're listening on the podcast, check us on Hot Mike, and then you'll hear us answer some more, a lot more questions. We got another half hour or so to go on this. So there you go, guys. Thanks so much for listening to Locked On Maps. Peace out. Boom. Boom.